Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. Now I'd like it if I was mature like Paul day one. But if you look at Paul's life, it doesn't happen that way either. It takes a whole life. Now that brings me back to one thing. When you start this, you're always a baby. Here's what I want to say to you. Give them a break. Let God change their life. Don't get in there with your spotlight. Just shine. That's what God wants. Give the new believer a break. Relax. When you pray the prayer of salvation, when you accept Jesus as your Savior, that's just the beginning of your walk with God. In today's lesson, Pastor Mark will remind us that this walk is lifelong. We're to be in a state of growth and maturation until the day we breathe our last. Understand that God loves us and wants great things for us. He wants to teach us. He wants to have a close and intimate relationship with His children. We should desire to learn more about His character and His nature. We should want to be more and more like Jesus. But none of this can be accomplished without His grace. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verse 22, as he concludes our message entitled, Shine and Grow. came into the world, he brought light into the world, it says most people who were in darkness scattered from the light, like roaches do, you know, when you turn on the light. And I'm not trying to call you a roach, I'm just saying you're acting maybe like one. Hmm. You scatter, because the Bible says men love their sins more than light. They like that sinful nature, they didn't want to come and say, I'm guilty. So you know this, once you became a Christian, when you went to work and you started sharing Jesus and you put on the light in your heart here, what happened to some of your friends? They went, get away from, how many know that? They just, get away from me, I'm not interested in you. Now some of the time they got away from you and ran from you, wasn't because you turned on the light, it's because you were obnoxious. (laughs) Notice, Jesus says, shine. He doesn't say, take a beam and put it in their eyes. When I think of that, sometimes we don't use judgment and we want to come into people's life and bring this big spotlight and put it right in their face and say, look at your sin. Don't you want to come to Jesus? Well, no, they don't want to come to Jesus because you just condemned him. Notice the scripture says he didn't come into the world to condemn it, but to save it. So when you think of light, don't think of a big spotlight. That's what God kind of shows in our sin. But when you're out there in the dark world, I think you ought to think of yourself as like a 100-watt soft white bulb. It just shines. And when somebody who initially turns you off, when they come to a part in their life where there's darkness and they can't see, they'll remember who had the light. As people live in their life in darkness, by you just shining, here's what I believe many of them will come to say. Life with God 
is better than life apart from Him. You see, that's what your life ought to say. Life with God is better than life apart from Him. They're apart from Him. They're looking for hope. You are to be the hope. Point number three is this. Jesus goes on and He says, Listen with care. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Not talking about physical ears, but spiritual. Consider carefully what you hear, he continued. Or the King James and the New King James would say this, Take heed what you listen to. Now why is Jesus saying this? Because he's saying, even in his day, everything that was supposed to come from God and was supposed to be biblical was not biblical. Going back to the parable of the hearer, Jesus was saying this, you remember if you had good soil, and this is the good seed, if it went into, into good soil, you'd have a good harvest. What Jesus is saying is this, if you plant bad seed, something that doesn't come from the Word, and it goes into good soil, you're going to have a harvest, but you're going to have bad fruit. So he's trying to say is this to his disciples, basically. You're going to hear things that everybody says are from the Bible, and are spiritual, and they're principles of God. They're not all principles of God. Be careful what you hear. So Jesus says, be wise, be discriminating. Everything you hear is not God's word. Anytime you hear anybody speak, including me, you check it out in the Bible. You go home, check it out, see if it's what's there. Check it out, make sure it's God's word. So we know in the latter days, and we're in the latter days, I believe, the Bible says in Timothy that people will look for itching ears. They're going to want to hear what you want to say to them that sounds good. Nobody wants to hear negative things. They want to hear how good they are, how great they are, how loving they are. Hey, I'd like to hear that too, but that's a lie, isn't it? Because we're really selfish, stingy people, sinful, down inside. You didn't want to hear it, but you heard it. And then I can do something about it if I take truth and come to the light. So number one, what he's meaning is this. Check out what you're hearing. Second thing is this. It's very important for you to listen with the Word of God, listen with care. If you hear the Word this morning and do nothing with it, then what Jesus is saying is this, you're not taking heed to what you're listening to. And the book of James tells me if I sit and listen to the Word and it comes into my life and I do nothing with it, the very first thing I'm doing is I'm deceiving myself. So that's why James says be a doer of the Word of God. You must take heed to hear and then to put it into practice in my life. Not only use discernment, but put practical application. Remember, God didn't give you His Word to give you knowledge only. He gave you His Word to change your life and my life. That's the purpose for it. It isn't so you can play Bible trivia and win with lots of biblical facts. It's so your life will be changed to be like Jesus. Point number four, Jesus goes on and he says a principle that you've heard many other places, but it's really biblical and here's what it is. Point number four is this, use it or lose it. Ever heard it? Use it or lose it. Look at verse 24. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And even more. I like that, but then I don't like the second part of it. Whoever has will be given more. Mm, good. Whoever does not have, even what he has 
will be taken from him. What is Jesus saying? He's saying, use it or lose it. Here's what it means. Many of you, as you look at your Christian life this morning, you'd have to probably say it's stagnant. It's not growing. There's not much excitement. There's not much desire for the word. You kind of are just come to a status quo in your Christian walk and you're sliding into heaven. You come and listen to the word and you're not in gross sin, but not much is happening in your life. Jesus says this, wait a minute. The reason that he came to bring life to you was for three things. Let me give them to you. First of all, to hear the word. Secondly, to then live the word out in your life. And the last part is very important, to share the word. You see, I'm supposed to hear the word. You're hearing the word this morning. Every time you come to church, any church around any of our community, many wonderful churches teaching the word of God. When you hear it, that's the first step. You have to be here to hear it. By the way, Satan will keep you, if he can, away from a desire to hear the word of God. You're here this morning and you're hearing it, but some of you aren't hearing it. You've already planned your meal at Morrison's and whatever, and you kind of have it outlined. Come back. Hello? Come back here. Listen to the word. Hear it. But then you're to live it. You're to walk it out. You're to allow it to come into your life and change your way of living. But that's not the end. We have many Christians that that's what happens. Actually, they weigh 700 pounds spiritually. They just take in and 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 that's all they do with it. But Jesus says, no, you're the, you're the light of the world. Go shine. So I'm supposed to hear the word, live the word, and lastly, give it out. Share. Some of you this morning don't grow because you keep taking in, but you never share. And Jesus says, use it or you're going to lose it. You see, if I take in, if I live it, and if I share it, God says in this principle, He's going to do what? He's going to give me more to take in. He's really talking about truth. Many of us want to know all the truths of the Word. Here's how you know the truths of the Word. You start where you're at. You learn that truth. You apply it in your life. You share it with somebody else, and God comes back and gives you more truth. You see, why would God give you more truth if you're not even obeying the truth that he's already given you. No, he waits for you to do that and then grows you and moves you along. So there is a stage of that maturity that has to come in our life. It's called the law of use. Use it or lose it. Now, you know in a practical way that happens. How many have ever broken an arm or a leg? And you break your arm and you put it in this cast and it's there and... After about six or eight weeks, you, you get that cast off and you put that arm out here and you wonder whose arm it is. Doesn't look like this one. It's what? There's nothing left hardly. It's just lost its tone. There's no muscle there and whatever. And you have to begin doing what, man? The law of use was there. You didn't use it for six weeks and it, what? Deteriorated. You see, in your Christian walk, you're not just staying equal. You're either improving or you're decreasing. Where are you this morning? Jesus says, if you use it, you get more. If you ignore it, you're going to lose what you had. Who'd like to go to a surgeon who hasn't opened a book for 30 years after medical school? No, he's called a loser. And you probably lose your life going to him. No, you want somebody that's fresh and current in the Bible, 
the manna that God brought to them, the children of Israel, I was reading it this morning, was fresh every day. Fresh newness in your life. Is your life stagnant or fresh? The law of use applies in every area. You see, the more truth that's received into my life, the more I put it into practice by obedience and by sharing, the more truth will be given me. And I'll be so excited and that's how life grows. It's a wonderful, wonderful cycle. Are you stagnant? Growing. How would it be if I got up and gave you last week's or last year's sermon again? The same thing was fresh to me at one time, but I just didn't have time and I got up and no, it has to be fresh in your life the same way. Point number five, growth will follow sowing. Growth will follow sowing. Look at verse 26. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. Though he does not know how, all by itself the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. And as soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Jesus loves to use practical illustrations. And you know that if you ever sat down with a little piece of dirt, and a little pot of dirt, and you said to your kid, let's put this pumpkin seed in or tomato seed or whatever, and you watched it, and pretty soon you come a plant, there's a little, little leaf came out, and then more leaves, and pretty soon fruit, and whatever, and you, you watched it happen. Now, what Jesus is saying is this. When the word is sown into your life, if the soil's good, and if it's good seed, it will just come forth. It will happen. And you look and go, how am I growing? I don't understand how I'm growing. Well, scientists, as wise as they are, don't understand how life got in that little seed. It can sit forever in some of these seeds, and, you know, a nut seed will do that, won't it? I mean... In your yard, all of a sudden this nut grass comes. It, it, you could put it in the furnace and it seems to grow. And you wonder, how did that life get in there? Only God knows. And what Jesus is saying is this. Don't sit there and sit around it every night and go, I wonder if it's going to come up. You're there tomorrow night. I wonder if it's going to come up. Take lax photography and all these pictures. No, if it's good seed and it's good soil, what's going to happen? It's going to grow. It's, gonna, it's just going to happen. So he's talking about growth in our life. Now, what does he really mean by that? He means this. He's trying to show us the mysterious power of the Word of God, which is planted in your life, in my life. Let me give you four things under that point quickly. Number one, there isn't any question from the Word of God that when you become a believer, He wants you to grow. 1 Peter 2.2 2 says this, Like newborn babes, crave pure spiritual milk, so that you may, by it, grow up in your salvation. When your life grows, when you become more like Jesus Christ, when you have that character, when you become more like Jesus, then the kingdom grows. That's God's whole purpose. God is a God of growth, of freshness, of newness. That's what He's after. Now, growth really comes from desire. Point number two is this. God has given His Word to grow us. Satan knows the power of the Word of God. So he wants to diminish the power of the Word. First of all, he'd like to ruin your desire. Some of you come sporadically. And when you do come, you have no time at home in any kind of private devotions. The Bible is just never open. And Satan loves it because he knows the power of the Word planted in your heart. If you're basically not in the Word, 
if you're not even listening to it when you come or if you only come sporadically, the desire that Satan has put in your life to just take the word as kind of a superfluous thing, he's winning because he ruins that desire. Now when he ruins the desire for the word to change your life, the second thing that happens is he ruins your desire to share the life because if you're not victorious, you don't share. True sharing comes from an overflowing life, which is filled with the Spirit of God. So desire is the key. Now, the Word of God, Matthew 4, 4 says this, Man does not live by bread alone, Matthew 4, 4, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The importance of the Word of God is this, God gave it to us to feed us and to nourish us. Once D.O. Moody said this, he heard about faith and he said, faith is something I'd like to have. Here's what D.O. Moody said. Someday I thought faith would just come down. And by praying it would come down and strike me. He said, so I prayed for faith. But it didn't come down. He said, one day, he said, I opened my Bible and I read, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He said, I had before that closed my Bible, so here's what he said. I now open my Bible and begin to study. And lo and behold, faith has been growing ever since. See, we'd like a lightning to hit us, and I'm going to be a mature Christian. Well, it doesn't work. It comes by steady ingestion of the Word of God, digesting it, walking it out, and sharing it. Grow and shine is the title of this morning's teaching. Number three, as I'm looking at this growth, this spiritual growth is from God, and it's totally a mystery. You see, when the Word of God is presented, and I'm going to give you some homework. I, I don't give you homework very often. Let me give you some homework. Psalm 119. Just write that down. It's a lot of verses. Use it this week. And look in Psalm 119 and see what the Word will do in your life. See, the Word is given to meet every need in your life. Do you need to be cleansed, encouraged, challenged, corrected, built up, guided? You need hope? You need deliverance? Whatever you need, you'll find it. So let me use that. Some of you say, well, I don't have anything to use as a devotion every week or whatever. Well, use this. Just break that 119 up into a few different verses each day and, and write down what the Word will give you. You see... My responsibility this morning for spiritual growth in this fellowship as the pastor is to faithfully give you the Word of God. To allow the Word of God to be given and your responsibility is to have good soil. I can't do anything for your soil. Only you can do that. You can make your heart, as we sang this morning, change my heart, oh God. What? Before Him. Make it soft. Make it open. You have to do that. You know, we like to do that for our spouse or our neighbor. Or teenage kid, man, soften that kid's heart. It doesn't work that way. It has to be your own heart. Some of you are here, maybe your spouse isn't even a Christian this morning. You'd like their heart to be softened. No, you can't do it. Only God can do it. So when I present the Word, what happens? What happens is what you're seeing. And for a pastor, this is marvelous. Because week in and week out, I stand here and look at you guys growing and seeing the effect of the Word of God. It's mysterious. It's almost unconscious, isn't it? You come on Sunday night, and you go through the Word verse by verse in the Old Testament, and you go, well, I don't think too much is really happening in my life. And as Jesus says in this parable here, He says, 
uh, the, the seed is planted, then the guy goes around and we go to work and we go to play and we come to church and we just sleep and week in and week out and what's happening? Everything's happening. You're growing. The word is mysteriously growing. As Jesus says it here, he says, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel. It's just happening. Look back at your life. Those of you who have been Christians a few years, look back this morning where you came from. Look at all the changes. You, you know, it's the same guy or gal that used to be on the highway and the, on 95 and somebody cuts you off and you go, blah, 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 blah. I won't say what you said, but now they cut you off and you go, hey, cool, I guess he's just moving on to something else. You, that was me? I can't believe that was me. Yes, that was you. What happened? You changed. You see, it happens over a time mysteriously. It's the power of the Word of God. The Word was planted. The truths are there. And just over time, you see your life being changed. And that's what's happening. It's the principle of the Word of God. Spiritual growth is from God. And it's a mystery. You don't have to force. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to grunt. You just make sure your heart is prepared. And God's grace in His powerful Word changes your life. That's what it's like. Now for some of us, that's hard. Because we come to point number four that says this. Spiritual growth is a gradual process that requires trust and patience. Most of us would like to stand over our babies, especially when they get to the terrible two, and go, grow, 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 grow. Then when we get to the teenagers who go, 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 get out of here and leave. But it doesn't work that way, does it? You see, your growth will be slow. It'll be a process. Just like when you plant that seed, you'd like to go out and say, man, I'd plant that watermelon seed. I could taste that watermelon right now. And you go out tomorrow morning, nothing. You go out a few weeks later, a little bit, come on, watermelon, go here. You have to wait till it's time. Psalm 1 tells us that. Plant it by the river and eventually it will come and grow fruit. See, we're always looking for the instant change. There is no instant change except salvation, but growth. Somebody a lot wiser than I said this, the conversion of a soul is a miracle of a moment, but the manufacture of a saint takes a lifetime. You see, it's just the steady week in, week out, hearing the Word of God, walking and out, stumbling, getting up, receiving God's grace, going on, and pretty soon, you're not the person you used to be because of God's wonderful grace. Now, I'd like it if I was mature like Paul day one. But if you look at Paul's life, it didn't happen that way either. It takes a whole life. Now that brings me back to one thing. When you start this, you're always a baby. Here's what I want to say to you. Give them a break. Let God change their life. Don't get in there with your spotlight. Just shine. That's what God wants. Give the new believer a break. Relax. Let God's love and grace take care of them. By the way, if you look at your life, there might be a thing or two that he's still working on you too. When we become born again, we're as infants. Everything is new and there's so much to learn. And our Heavenly Father is gentle in His approach to teach us. By His Spirit, He reveals truth. And with each little step of obedience, He gives us more. 
His grace enables us to take those steps. It causes us to do what's right. When we're open to this process, we will experience growth. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. The messages that you hear each day here on Lessons for Living were produced from messages that Pastor Mark shared at the main campus in Melbourne. It's our prayer that this teaching from God's Word blessed and encouraged you in your walk with Jesus Christ. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Saturday nights at 6 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, we'll be reminded that even Christ followers have to endure the storms of life. But the difference between them and the rest of the world is that they have a God who goes before them. You see, as a born-again believer, you can have a joy and a peace that surpasses all understanding, even in the storms of life. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right.